The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. How does the platform inform my approach? Well, I think also we look at like, what is it we're selling and where are our customers? Um, so, uh, you know, and, and like uh, my personal opinions aside, meaning, you know, yes, I'm biased towards LinkedIn because I work there. But if I'm selling uh, yoga wear, uh, LinkedIn's not my target audience. Uh, if I'm selling locally, you know, to yoga studios and people that do yoga, um, you know, LinkedIn's probably not my best place. I could probably, you know, represent my company and, and build a reputation on it and that would be good. But maybe Instagram and uh, Facebook, um, maybe TikTok, um, you know, places like that could be good. Maybe Snapchat, you know, where, where I know where my buyers are hanging out. But I need to do a little bit of research on that. And, you know, the good news is Google has almost everything in there. You can, you know, I can Google like, you know, where are, you know, where are the yoga buyers and, you know, and, and, and you know, and, you know, what do people search for? And so you can kind of learn, you know, what are the hashtags that you should be using if you're hashtagging on a particular platform? Because I can, I can, on Twitter, people search by hashtags. So if I, you know, hashtag yoga pants and then, um, there are tools that'll tell you like, what are the most common? What are the most popular? What are people searching for? And then I just need to know, like, what do I use in order so that when I do a post, it is searchable, people are likely to find it and they want, you know, they want to see it. Sure. And then there's also, um, I'm not very familiar with this topic. So I'll, I'll, I'll you know, chippity chop my way through it. <clears throat> but here's my best attempt. Influencers. So um, you've got, you know, like major influencers. So somebody like a Kim Kardashian, who maybe has like 300 million followers. And then you'll have micro influencers, which might be like the local yoga teacher who has 3000 followers or, or a thousand followers. Yes, maybe everybody wants to know what Kim Kardashian's eating for dinner. But if she posts, I love this yoga mat, for sure that company's going to sell a bunch of yoga mats and for sure their website's probably going to crash because a whole bunch of people went there. But pound for pound, the nano influencer, which is the local yoga teacher, if that local yoga teacher says, I've just got a new yoga mat and it's amazing, and this is why I love it, I'll take that person's word for it way more than I will Kim Kardashian's. Because I'm assuming Kim Kardashian's getting paid a million and a half dollars to mention that company's brand. Whereas I'm assuming the local yoga teacher is doing it because she actually likes it or he actually likes it. So the, um, the weight in which you place um, the value of the word being said is, is proportionate to the size of the followers that they have. So the more dedicated group of, of followers is in the smaller networks. And so there, there are strategies, there are companies out there that they only represent micro and nano influencers, like people with 15,000 and less followers because their audiences are much more likely to engage. So that's, that's something just to give some consideration to when, um, you know, if you're, if you, if you're going to send your product to somebody for free, I wouldn't be shipping it to Kim Kardashian and crossing my fingers that she's going to talk about it 
I would much more likely send 10 of them to 10 people that have what I think a good solid presence with the audience of people that I care about that could potentially buy. And I would send it to them and say, hey, would love for you to test this out. Tell me what you think. And don't even ask them to talk about it and share it. And just say, hey, can you just you know, try it out, test it, tell me what you think, tell me what we need to do to improve. And then if that person's like, damn, this product is amazing, we love it. Then you go, you know what? Could I cross my, would you mind then mentioning it? Because I'd really appreciate it. If you love the product, then great. If you're in a commoditized situation, which basically means it's all about price, meaning I sell one product and everybody else sells the exact same product and it's really all down to like who sells it for the cheapest. One of the ways to add more value is to be better than everybody else from a service uh, and reputation standpoint. And so then, you know, then me telling the story about my brand and my company, about how we're just better to deal with, then I can be the same price as everybody else, but still sell more because everybody knows I'm the best to deal with. And that, and that kind of feeds into, I know you um, had wanted to talk a little bit about brand and reputation. Um, and this yeah. very much feeds into that. So um what are some strategies that you can take these actions? So some of these things that you've talked about right. and then turn around and tell that story within your own social media network to convey that, that reputation. So I think uh, one is going back to the uh, ratio of thought leadership, industry news and company content, three, two, one, holding on to that ratio and sticking with that will actually do a lot. It'll pay a lot of dividends for your brand reputation because you're not just pushing your wares. You're not just like product, 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 buy, 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 sell, 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 take it, take it, take it, buy, buy, buy. If, you know, with that approach, people just detune and they don't wanna hear from you. And that is a kind of a very notorious tactic on Facebook is people are just constantly like, you know, pumping and, and, and hyping their wares. And, and it's, it's it gets tiring really, really fast. Um, so brand reputation, and, and I'm, I'm not an expert in it, but I can tell you like first on, on LinkedIn and then my opinion on other platforms, which is all I can give you. So um, LinkedIn is the, in my opinion, the absolute best place for brand reputation, especially if you are in a, you know, selling to corporations or selling to professionals. And the reason why is because LinkedIn is the pretty much the only network where it's positive only. Meaning if I do a company page post, I don't have a hundred people going, you suck, you're crap. And you know, you don't know how to play baseball. And like, I've got friends chiming in and, you know, making fun of me and, you know, whatever. And then I've got people that are just like, you know, just like saying terrible things because they are on their couch and are bored, you know, and, and there are some platforms that are kind of notorious for that. Uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram kind of have a bit of a reputation. Doesn't name any names, of course. Well, I mean, they just have a bit of a reputation. That doesn't mean that there's not a lot of value and a lot of benefits. Otherwise, those networks sure. wouldn't exist. But they can be dangerous. Um, so whereas LinkedIn, if I talk about industry news, if I talk about my company, if I talk about any of those things, almost nobody's going to say anything negative. And I mean, almost nobody, including companies that have, like, have a, you know, kind of a edgy you know, situation where like they can be a bit polarizing depending on the topic, that almost nobody says anything. And the reason why is because you're not anonymous on LinkedIn. So if I say something, everyone I'm connected to and everyone at that company goes, oh, Jonathan wrote that. And then I'm now lowering my reputation because I'm taking a stab at somebody. So it, 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 it only benefits me to be positive and to be encouraging. 
otherwise better for me just to stay silent. So, so, you know, those opinions, depending on, I mean, if somebody dances in on politics on LinkedIn, they're kind of probably open season, but very few people do it. But if we're talking about our brand and we're talking about our business, you're, it's, it's a, a, for the most part, a fairly safe haven. Whereas because the other channels have a, have a business side, but they also have this social, like my personal, these are who I hang out with. This is how I spend my time. This is what my hobbies are. Well, people may have opinions on if that's good or bad. Now I've got this, you know, these people that are commenting on my activity and I'm presenting my company. So it can be a little dangerous. And then of course, there's a lot of anonymity with those. Uh, and therefore um, it's harder to protect the brand and the brand reputation. And then if I ever dangerously step into topics that people have strong opinions on, you know, one way or the other, whether it's, you know, politics or, or, or any of the topics that happen to be, you know, in uh, an election or, you know, that, that are, are hitting the news. Well, you know, now we're just running straight into the uh, end of the fire, right? Because I think, oh, well, that's my personal opinion. That has nothing to do with my business. Well, it doesn't, but people are going to associate you with your business. And then therefore, you know, and for whatever reason, I think, I don't know why, but everyone feels it's necessary to post absolutely everything they've ever done and everything they're constantly doing on social. And it's not a great idea. You know, like, you know, this stuff's forever. You can delete it, but somebody could have snapped, you know, somebody could have screenshot it and then, you know, good luck on getting rid of it. You know, my recommendation is kind of post almost nothing and just try and stick to the professional side if you can. Not to say, you know, I mean, there are other people that are like going for a different tune, but for your audience that probably most of the people that are listening to this, it's, that's, you know, my recommendation. And I would say it's probably a fairly safe one. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.